and welcome to the Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we try a new brew. This week it's of tea and we also see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today is day 139. It's going to be a very good day today. Now I've got a bit prepared today, so we're going to crack right into it. Our scriptures today are Psalm 64, John 11, verse 1 to 44, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 27 to 36, and chapters 3 and 4. They're in the descriptions below if you want to check them out. But we're going to try a brew before we get into it. And I have picked one of Harry's all-time favorites. It is Red Seal Peppermint Tea this way or that way it tastes and smells the same peppermint tea is a classic I reckon I'm gonna be honest though it's not a favorite of mine it's definitely a classic it's just a crowd pleaser um it's been sitting here steeping for a wee while I've kept the tea bag in once again and today of course it is a hot brew I don't know if this can be um done in cold brew but let's give it a go shall we let's see I have a lot of peppermint um like I have a lot of mints M-I-N-T-S, mints. Um, trying to keep my breath minty fresh. I don't think peppermint tea will necessarily achieve that. And it will taste very different. But here we go. With the, mm, my peppermint tea smells a bit interesting. But I'm sure it'll taste absolutely divine. Let's give it a go. Mm. Okay. I feel like after every sip I say, okay. Uh, it's been a while since I've had a peppermint tea. I do remember it being delicious, but I think what I've done is I've oversteeped it. I've kept it in for too long. I've done that problem. I've created that problem where uh, it just now it feels a bit bitter because because the tea bag's been in it for too long. That's a shame. Oh well, you can't really untee a tea bag either. Oh, what a shame. Well, enough of the brew. Let's get into the Bible. I grew up in a Christian home, as I've mentioned before. I prayed with one of my parents each night. I went to a Christian school, and at my school, we prayed in class. Looking back, to be honest, it was pretty awesome. I was very blessed to grow up in a Christian world. But I used to get really triggered as a kid when other kids would pray, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for today. I hope that you're with us. I hope. You should say, I pray that you are with us. As a seven-year-old, of course, I thought that I knew everything about prayer and I thought that I had prayer nailed. But in saying all of this, hope is a significant part of the Christian life. The Bible calls our hope an anchor for our soul, something that keeps us from drifting. And without hope, we can't have faith because the Bible says that faith is the confidence in what we hope for. We are so very blessed that in the Christian life, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, no matter how dire it is, there is always hope. Always. And we've got instances of hope in each of our scriptures today. So firstly, in our psalm, we see that David finds hope in times of trouble. The situation seems pretty dire. The enemies are shooting their shots. But I love what David says here. He does it all the time. It's his M.O. I think, by the way, what does M.O. stand for? M.O. It's his M.O. It's his... I'm going to have to look that up after this. That was just a little side note. My apologies. Back on track. He does this thing all the time. 
It's his MO. It's a huge thing that sets him apart. David will be honest about his situation, where he's at. The enemies are crowding. I'm in trouble. Then he always, without fail, says this one thing. But no matter the situation, no matter how bleak, no matter how dire, his mind always turns to the power and the goodness of God. It turns to hope. But my God, my God will redeem. My God will save. My God will see justice. That's what he says. But my God. In times of trouble, we need to adopt a but. (laughs) Now, I know how weird that sounds. I am aware. However, in times of trouble, hope doesn't look like denying the facts or realities. It just remembers to remember that God is bigger. Add some more buts to your language. It's interesting to read in our passage in John about Lazarus, reading it through the lens of this concept of hope. The people who came to Jesus had faith in his power, but no hope for Lazarus. The hope has gone. Both sisters said to Jesus, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. People in the crowd said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? They had faith in who Jesus was, but they didn't carry hope for their situation. But, and there's another but, nothing is over until Jesus says it's over. And because of Jesus, we too can have this resurrection hope. In fact, we can know by faith that if Jesus is our Lord and Saviour, we will be resurrected after death and be with him in heaven. This means that as Christians, there is no reason, no reason at all to fear death. We know what will happen to us. We know that we will be resurrected into eternal life. We have this hope as an anchor to the soul. In fact, I am looking forward to the day that I will be with Jesus forever in paradise. It doesn't mean I don't live each day now with intention and purpose. It simply means that every day I have hope for what is to come. We can carry hope. We can carry hope. We can carry hope in the resurrection. And finally, in our passage in Samuel today, we see that we can find hope in spiritual darkness. Israel at this time in history was in some dark times. We read that in Judges. We see it here with Eli and his sons, leaders in the temple acting so shamefully and sinfully. Chapter 3 verse 1 says, In those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. We see a spark of hope in our first chapter when we read a promise of a man of God. I will raise for myself up a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his priestly house and they will minister before my anointed one always. Spark of hope. And then we see it in the next chapter as young Samuel is called and anointed by God to minister to the people. The word of God was rare, but God was lighting a fire in Samuel. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. And in the coming days, we're going to read about the significance of Samuel's ministry and his anointing. This word to God, this word from God to Samuel truly was a spark of hope in the darkness for this nation. And I believe we're coming into, in fact, I think we're probably already there, a very spiritually dark time in our history. 
The moral code of this generation is becoming increasingly separate from the word of God. In many spaces, increasingly separate from reality and fact, let alone truth. But we still have hope. Jesus is our great hope. The work of the Holy Spirit on earth is our hope. I believe that for you today, there is a spark of hope in you that will ignite into an all-consuming flame. We, the people of God, are the ones that carry the Spirit of God into our workplaces, into our homes, into our communities. The spark of hope comes with us. At the time of this recording, I work at a university and I work supporting students. And what I say and how I uh, make sure that the spark of, of faith and hope remains alive in me as I walk into campus is that I bring the Holy Spirit onto that campus every day. And in my job, while I'm not allowed to talk about Jesus, I make sure that every person I come across knows that they are loved and valued, even when they're not ready to know that it's Jesus who loves and values them. And I take the opportunities when, I, when they arise and I pray for the opportunities to arise. And I want to prove myself faithful in the space that God has presented to me. There is hope within you that can carry the same thing into your schools and your workplaces. Jesus is the hope of the world and we carry him wherever we go. It isn't just for us, it's for those around us too. And I want to pray today for us all that the hope we carry will be revelation that flows beyond ourselves. So whatever you're doing, pray with me. God, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you that you are the hope of the world. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you fill us with yourself and with your hope. And God, I just pray that you bless every person under the sound of my voice right now, Lord, that whatever situation they are in, they will be able to rise up with a but, my God, and that they will ignite hope in themselves again. Father, I thank you that you have a spark that you've given us, Lord. And I pray that it will um, fan into flame in every life, Lord, that we may carry your hope, Jesus, the hope of the world, wherever we go. We praise you. We thank you. We worship you today. We love your word. We, we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, it's time for verse of the day. <laughs> John 11 verse 35, I can say it all in one breath, Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. And if you're starting on the journey of memorizing scripture, this could be a great one to start with. Jesus wept. It is very powerful in its context though, and that's why it's the verse of the day. Verse 33 says, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping. He was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And then verse 34, Jesus, sorry, verse 35, Jesus wept. Jesus wasn't just moved by the loss of his friend. He was moved by the grief that Lazarus' sister and the community were experiencing. Jesus grieves when you grieve. He is a kind and loving God who feels pain when you feel pain. He is willing and was willing to walk through with us that pain and grief. He will weep with us until one day when we're with him in heaven, he will wipe away every tear and there will be no more mourning. Until that day though, he walks with us and he weeps with us. How good is Jesus, man? All right, 
Well, that's it today for The Daily Brew. Thank you so much for joining me. I am full of hope and faith that you're going to carry hope with you today. I pray over your home. I want to encourage you to do the same. Pray over your workplace. Pray over your school. Bring the Spirit of God, the words, the world's true hope with you every day. And if it's the start of your day, make sure you do that today. Have a wonderful day. And if it's the end of your day, do it tomorrow. Good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you here tomorrow for day 140 and a Superstore Walk can or bottle of the Daily Brew.